This is Tell Me More About It, the podcast created to help ISU school psych students navigate the program. Today, we'd like to tell you more about the job search. Okay, before we jump into that, I have to talk to you about the biggest news story out there right now. The biggest one all <laughs> over Yik Yak, Instagram, TikTok. Yep. And we know there's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now. But there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. But Disney dropped a bomb how many weeks ago? I think it was last week. It was last Friday. Tell them, tell our audience who they need to know this. What is Disney doing? Disney is, it's a remake, right? Of the Mighty Ducks. A remake series of the Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Can you believe that? Can you believe it? It's about time. It's about quack, time. Quack, quack, quack. <laughs> you know, I'm a little offended, though, that they didn't ask us to be in it. Don't they know? Like, we have promoted the Mighty Ducks series. And this series is from the 90s. Like, not a lot of people are promoting this series right now. No. No. We've been promoting it for, what, four years now at least four years at least four years you sent me some kind of uh image or link or something and i navigated um toward it on my telephone did you, did you that, download it and print it out <laughs> that's not the right phrase but i i got to imdb uh that's the correct website i think so yeah i scrolled down the casting list to see if our names were there <laughs> I didn't see them. I didn't see them. I mean, come on. I come on. You should be playing. Well, I don't want you to play Mr. Ducksworth, but technically you should be playing Mr. Ducksworth. I should be Gordon Bombay. You should be Gordon Bombay. Steph should be Goldberg. I mean, we've recreated the whole thing. <laughs> I thought Leah was Goldberg. Oh, that's right. That's right. Leo, Leah's Goldberg. So this is important, right? So what you said, it's a remake. This is so interesting because I did look at that. I actually did look at the casting to see who's in it. Emilio Estevez is back. You are kidding me. He's there. He's top billing. He's going to reprise his role as Gordon Bombay. He is not. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the description, it says, it says remake of the 90s film but it's gonna be in television series form. So it's the same story where this guy who's on probation has to do community service. And his community service is coaching a team of punk kids to play hockey. And it's gonna be, it'll probably be like more updated, right? Like with, you know, new slang and the kids will all be on. If, if they don't say cake eater though, I'll be very upset. That's a good point. Like, how similar do you think it will be to the original? I think we're going to hate it, but... Disappointingly, I didn't see Joshua Jackson on the cast. I'm, I'm looking it up as we speak. Yeah, I'm very interested in that. So he will not be coming back as Charlie Conway. Probably, probably aged out of that role, unfortunately. You know what would have <laughs> been cool is if they had made Josh Jackson... The new coach. Born in Bombay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
That would have been oh ideal. So it's called Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Maybe you and I create Mighty Ducks Game Changers too. <laughs> yes, I like that. Yeah. Game Changers, like, what are they going to change from the game? You know. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. These kids are young. Like, there's some young kids in this. What do you mean by that? You mean like the, you can tell from the cast? From the cast list, like they definitely were not alive. I mean, I wasn't even alive when the original Mighty Ducks came out. That's why I'm Mr. Ducksworth. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. All right. So, so what do you what do you think? Like, what do you think you're gonna think about it? Because I just yeah. rewatched all three of the Mighty Ducks movies like pretty recently, and yeah. I love that series. I just don't think. Yeah. I don't know. But I think it could work as a series, right? It could. I would hope, like, I think it would be awesome if they just continued it, too. Like, maybe that's why they're trying to do this. They remake it, and then they just continue the story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I'm guessing, like, the starting point is the same. You know, (laughs) guy in legal trouble gets hockey team, turns them into winners. But it'll go in different ways, right? Like, Mm -hmm. they're not going to have a junior Olympic team or all that kind of shenanigans they threw in with D2 and D3, right? They did this with High School Musical, though. They <laughs> okay. Tell me about that. High School that Musical one. has three movies, and they turned it recently. They turned it into a show. Oh. And something you may not know about me is, back in middle school, I was obsessed with High School Musical. Is that right? Yep. I watched the show. Actually, this kind of ties in because I watched it all the night before match day for internship last year, and I. I liked it. So maybe I will like this new Mighty Ducks one. Oh, that's interesting. So the parallel here is you're going to go watch a beloved, a recreation of a loved show or movie trilogy in show form before potentially getting your postdoc position. That's a terrific transition to our subject today. Which is the job search. But I would like to point something out because you automatically said postdoctoral position. Yeah. So I guess that's our first first little bit for today. We're talking about the job search after you graduate with Mm -hmm. your doctorate degree, which we will both be doing in May. And you can either go to a postdoc position, which is to gain extra supervised experience by being supervised by a licensed clinical psychologist, but in some states they call it something else. (laughs) And you get supervised for the same amount of hours as your internship to become that licensed clinical psychologist or that licensed psychologist or whatever they call it in your state. (laughs) Um, But because we come from a school psychology program, we're already, we're graduating being certified after you take the praxis to be a nationally certified school psychologist. Mm-hmm. So you can also go the other route of um, working in a school, mm-hmm. you know, for full, for full school psychology, first year school psychology pay. That being said, you can kind of combine the two too, which um, I'm sure we'll, we'll get to later. So there's a little di- there's a couple different options. Yeah. So, yeah, so I think the first um, 
option, right, is that you're either pursuing postdoc supervision or you're not, right? Mm -hmm. So if you yeah, so choose, that's a good point. Yeah. If you so choose to become that licensed psychologist, that dually licensed practitioner, so you have your school psych already, now you want that licensed clinical psychologist, you have to go get that supervised. That uh, extra time. hour. Right. Which everyone's going to say to you, oh, you have to go another year. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yeah, you yeah. do. <laughs> but that looks very different depending upon where you end up. And we're going to get into that now. But essentially, the first decision is you want postdoc or not. You can go and just get a job and work at a school cool. and not be supervised by a licensed psychologist and you'll be fine. You can also go be a professor at a school psych program and you'll be fine as well. Yeah. Yep. But I think you and I both have decided we want to get the postdoc experience right away. Mm -hmm. We want yeah, that correct. RCP. Correct. But I think both you and I are looking into programs that are, you know, extensive, like postdoc programs. They're in there. The program is in place. The training's in place and also kind of reaching out on our own um, to find someone just to supervise us. Is that that's right? Very correct? good summary. Yeah, that's the next decision. So once you choose from the menu, you choose postdoc, you then have the option of either what we call an, a formal postdoc or an informal. And so, yeah, what can you summarize again what a formal postdoc is? Yeah, so a formal postdoc, just like you found, you find your APA accredited internship, there's APA accredited postdocs, and you find those the same way on the APIC site. Um, and they're structured. So there's like a structured training curriculum, a structured, like, this is when we do, you know, our mid-year evaluation. And they, honestly, some of them even include their evaluation protocols. They have exactly what you'll be doing when. Um, some of them have rotations. It's, it's exact, honestly, it seems exactly like an internship to me, just like maybe you have a little bit more, um, like, Le or a little bit less supervision. Yeah. And you end up being, you know, getting all of your hours in one year and you're good to go. Yeah. But then there's the, the informal postdocs, mm -hmm. which um, this is a little, little more like dicey, I want to say, or yeah. like not as clear cut. You mm -hmm. can reach out to psychologists who licensed psychologists who practice in a clinic setting, in a hospital setting, in a school setting and say, hey, I am looking for someone to supervise me for my postdoc hours. Um, if it's a school, like, do you have a position in your district and can you supervise me? If, is it a clinic? You know, could I come work for your clinic and you supervise me? Um, or the same thing with a hospital. The, the thing is, is you only need one hour of supervision per week for this position. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why it's so flexible. Mm -hmm. So let's say you want to move to a particular place like Anaheim, California, because you love the Mighty Ducks mm -hmm. and the NHL named a franchise after the Mighty Ducks there. So you're like, I want to go to Ana Anaheim, but they don't have a formal postdoc. You can bet your bottom dollar they have public schools though, right? Yep. And so if you're a school psych and you want to, get your postdoc what you might do is email or telephone the district over there and see do you have a licensed psychologist and if so 
would the licensed psychologist like to provide me supervision for the coming year? Yep. And you can also telephone or TikTok or Yik Yak, whatever you kids do nowadays. <laughs> would you, uh, hang on, wait, 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 wait. Local... Would you TikTok a potential supervisor? <laughs> I don't even think you can like communicate via TikTok. Like, I don't, I don't know if you can DM on TikTok, kind of but. As far as I know, TikTok is a clock, right? TikTok goes to the clock. TikTok and the party don't stop. You know that song? I have no idea who that could TikTok be. TikTok by Kesha. Kesha. Um, I was going to guess Miley Cyrus. Oh, that's, you know, pretty close. Pretty close. So, so you can also, you know, phone up a clinic or even a hospital. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And that's why it's informal, right? They don't, they don't expect someone to come. They don't have that training program ready for you. But if you have the gumption and the connections and you get hired there, then you can get your supervision hours through that person. Yeah. So should we talk about, let's talk about the formal ones first. Mm -hmm. um, I don't have as much experience in this, um, okay. but let's talk about the formal ones first and then the informal ones. Like anything that you have to add from the formal ones? Yeah. So I think what, like, um, what I think is really great and interesting about this podcast is that we are going to give you this information as we go through it. Everything else that we've talked about up to this point has something that we already did in the past. So there are some questions in our mind, right? And we are in the middle of this process looking for a job for next year. And so what we can do is tell you where we are up to this point in our job searches. Um, and yeah, let's break it down like that. Let's talk about formal. I'll talk about my formal ones. If you applied to any, you can talk about that. Yeah, I have I have some insight into it. Um, I would also like to add that like we're at a unique part where we're not staying where we went on internship. Um, mm -hmm. So we come from a cohort of five and the other three already, they already have postdocs. Two of them seem to be staying where they are. The other one is you know, got somewhere close by. Um, so we, we kind of come from, you know, we went on our internship, but we're starting on a blank slate, not we're leaving. We're not staying at our internship either because they're not offering a postdoc. They only have the internship or, you know, we want to relocate. So um, yeah, go ahead. Exactly. A really good point. Cause a lot of people just, they want to be where they already are. And then they mm -hmm. just like get a postdoc where they are. Not the case for us. Not the case. So I will say this, the application process can basically be broken down into a couple phases, at least the way I did it. And the earlier deadlines are the formal postdoc places. So I applied to four different, like APIC approved formal postdoc um, internship sites, or technically they call them fellowship sites, postdoc mm -hmm. fellowship sites, but whatever. So I applied yeah. to four. To this point, I've had two interviews Okay. So how did your interviews go? I think everyone likes to ask people, how did the interview go? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Them. Don't know until I get it. Right. So did you have any formal ones you applied for? I uh, honestly started my postdoc search probably in October. Um, so very early, I was very anxious about it. I 
wanted to apply to all these formal postdocs. And then I realized that's not what I want to do with my life. Mm. Um, I'm really interested in the school setting. They don't start applying till later. And so I was like, I'm not applying for something that, that I don't want to do. And that's like the first time I've kind of made a decision like that because mm -hmm. the formal postdocs, like, I feel like people like think they're better and you, you know, you might like look more prestigious, but I just like, wasn't, I'm not looking for that. Um, and I, I want something that I'll be like, honestly passionate about and happy and mm -hmm. enjoy and get a good training experience and the training experience I'm looking for. And I didn't see that in any of these postdocs. Um, I'm also pretty location based, mm -hmm. so like nothing around me seemed like super interesting. Yeah. Um, really good advice that you just gave us there. Do not apply for things you don't want to do. I actually, interestingly, started writing a cover letter um, because I'm trying to be in Milwaukee. And so I started writing a cover letter for a hospital around here. Um, it's a it's a really interesting postdoc. It's with kids um, with cancer in a hospital. Um, and you do like brief psychological things and you do a lot of research and stuff. And I think that like, I would enjoy it maybe, but like, I'm so in my school right now. I love it. I love the tiered system. I, I want to go into administration and that's like where I see myself. And so I started writing a postdoc actually like pretty or writing a cover letter pretty recently for this formal postdoc at like a really good medical school in a really good hospital. And I'm like, Oh my God, like, I don't want to do this. I'm not like, I can't write this cover letter because I have no desire to do this. Like, I think I'd be yeah. good at it or whatever. And like, I'm qualified, you know, whatever, but I don't, I'm not like passionate about it. And so I stopped and I deleted the cover letter and was like, I can't do this. I can't apply. And you emailed so, them saying, I do not want your position. No, <laughs> no, but I mean, it's a prestigious postdoc, right? Yeah. Which everyone is like, you should, that would be so cool, but no, I don't want to do it. I'm not doing it. And I think you need to keep that in your head when you're when you're applying to these things, because some of them are very prestigious. They seem really cool, but you got to do what you want to do. Again, really good advice. I, I, it's hard. Like even my position now, I'm like, yeah, yeah. But what is that? Like, what, what are the things like, I no, I don't want to do that. It gets, it gets harder. So that you're to a point where you're, you're like putting your mental energy into, I'm going to apply to this place. I'm going to think about what it's like being there and be like, wait a second. I don't want to be there. Something I get a lot is you just went five years in school. Like, why would you have gotten your doctorate in school psychology if you just want to work in a school? I get that all the time. Like, yeah. and I, I get that from myself too. And it's, it's not, it's not about that to me. It's not like, I don't know. I was just like really into my research and into my program. And, and that's why I did it. I didn't do it to like go be a clinical psychologist in a hospital. Like mm -hmm. I would have yeah. went to school for clinical psych. Right. Right. No. Yeah. So, I don't care if they're going to pay me a hundred thousand dollars my first year, if I don't like it. Right. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 how, how much? <laughs> so, so this is actually interesting, kind of transitioning into um, informal postdocs. Formal postdocs pay you a lot less, I feel like, in my experience, than um, informal postdocs. Because, you know, you're cheap labor, you're a, a PhD graduate, and you want a postdoc. 
Um, whereas if you're just seeking out a job and then asking, will you supervise me? They're like, yeah, we need you for a job and I'll provide you supervision because we need psychologists here. Um, and so I was just talking to Brian before the show. Kind production of saying, meeting, our production meeting. Our production meeting, kind of saying that I'm like kind of going through this like little, you know, crisis because some of the, these post these formal postdocs or, um, you know, just like other postdocs offer a lot less money than, you know, some other informal postdocs that I've been offered. You know, I've interviewed for two clinic settings right now, and I've realized that's kind of not something that I want to go into because it's a lot of just like outpatient therapy. Um, but I'm just not into, you know, seeing eight clients eight hours in a row and then like going home. I'm really, I'm really interested in like the systems wide and multidisciplinary collaboration and stuff like that. This is the first time I've heard you say that you're interested in systems. Why? Really? Yeah. Cause that's something that I've liked and I'm learning that I like, like mm-hmm. I thought I would like it. And this year is confirming that I do like it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way. So hmm. I agree. Yeah. I'm interested in systems wide and like school administration. Yes. Policy. That's- like, like, like figuring out a good system, like here's how we do things here because it's effective Mm -hmm. and and it'll reach the the most students in the best way. And you know, what's interesting, this is going off on a tangent, but I'm assuming that you're more interested in the academic MTSS stuff and I'm more interested in the SEL MTSS stuff. So I hear what you're saying. You were co-school psychologists or co-principals at a school we would run the best MTSS. And it's called Connections. <laughs> All right. This is, we, this is my favorite need part. To talk a little bit. What? Go ahead. This is my favorite part about this being a episode that we don't know the conclusion for. There will be developments coming forward that we hopefully can share. But we have... there. In our Venn diagram of places that we're applying, there is one site. Literally one There's site. There's one site. And there, so which, which leaves a certain amount of chance, however small, that we end up in the same place. But we will not, we're going to get to that because we're not quite there. We're not quite there yet. Not quite there. And I actually, I, I'm not quite sure if that's an informal or a formal postdoc. It's so confusing. Um, to be honest with you, but yeah. I do want to say a few more things about informal postdocs. Mm-hmm. So, um, like I said, I started this in October. I contacted um, our internship, our old internship director at ISPIC to see if there was any ISPIC interns that um, left from Wisconsin or, and left to work in Wisconsin. And then I reached out to them. And um, so I reached out to a a hospital, a clinic, and some schools. And the hospital is interesting because I think they're so used to running like formal postdocs that like, you know, they have job openings for licensed psychologists, but like not, they're they're interested in hiring licensed psychologists because they don't have a formal postdoc um, program in place. The clinics, the clinics are more uh, like malleable. I feel like, like yeah. they can hire you and just train you 
and provide you with that one hour of supervision because they might not have the responsibilities of a psychologist working for a hospital where you're also potentially like teaching some psychology classes at the medical school or, or whatever. Right. But then there's also the schools, but the catch about the schools is you'll see in Illinois, there are, there are quite a few licensed clinical psychologists working in schools, So like duly licensed. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's cause I don't have many connections in Wisconsin yet. Um, but I've had a hard time finding them a really hard time. You can't guarantee that like where you want to work will have a, a licensed psychologist to supervise you. Right. Um, so I guess that's my short bit. And I know we'll be talking about this more so I can add more um, in, in some next episodes because I'm sure the next time we record this, I will not have a job opportunity. So <laughs> go ahead. Go say your your bit about informal. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so my first question for you is, did you get a list of licensed psychologists in Illinois? No, I didn't. Um, I just like, I know because of ISPIC, I guess. Okay. Yeah. And I've been looking in Wisconsin for like licensed school, school psycho- like duly licensed mm-hmm. um, psychologists. And it is really hard to come by. And I don't know if that's because I just don't have the connections and I'm not looking in the right place, but. Yeah. So I have, I have a couple of schools that I like, I want to apply for, but I, but I've been slow to do it and that's where I am. But they're all, all the informal ones I've looked at are school districts. I haven't looked at any okay. informal clinics or clinic. hospitals. Um, Cause I think I, I want it. So in my mind, I've made this, like I either want to be in a school that can give me postdoc. So like a developed school district or like mm-hmm. a formal postdoc where I know I'll get good training in some facet of this somewhere right? Yeah. That's kind of how yeah. I've broken it down. So if it's not in a school, I kind of want that formal training experience. Um, that makes but, sense. Actually, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. So do we talk now about the, the intersection? Go for it. So this, this is, I mean, we don't know if this is formal or informal, but we know that there is one place in the suburbs of Chicago that we are both have you applied to it yet? I just wrote my cover letter today. Okay. Okay. So I, no. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a cover letter also. Um, Did you apply yet? I haven't applied. Here's the thing. To this point, I've been asked to have the reference letter writers send the letters straight to the place. That's why I haven't applied either. And now I'm, there's a couple of places that want the letters from me. Yeah. And I don't know how to ask the people, can I have copies of the letters that I can then send? Because it feels unethical. So I want to add to this. Okay. <laughs> my school-based supervisor, my internship supervisor shared the letter of rec with me without me even asking. Like, <laughs> that's just how it was. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, oh my gosh, she must know because I actually have an interview um, in late February with a school district and they said the same thing. Please send me your letters of rec. Yeah. Um, and this was such a weird concept to me, which is why I haven't applied to connections um, because I'm, I'm nervous about asking professors to see their yes. 
butter for breakfast. I mean, I'm, I don't think that there's anything bad in it. I just feel like it seems like an invasion of privacy, but it must be something that's normal. I don't get it either. It, so yeah, my current supervisor at my internship site also gave me the copy. Um, okay. So I, I have to say this now that I know that your internship supervisor gave you a copy and mine gave me a copy. I am positive that our professors have been asked to give the copy to the student before. They have to, have to. They have to have been. Yeah. Because it has to be so common, which is why our supervisors give us the letter of rec. Yeah. Right? So you are on your job searching journey, which is this track here, and you're applying to all of these sites. And I'm on my job search journey over here, and I'm applying to all of these sites. But the, there is one site in common. And it is, a, it is a private therapeutic day school. <laughs> it, which is funny to me, because it's like we, we both have come to a point where we like schools. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of a school, but it's not quite a school in the sense it doesn't have a district it's private and it's therapeutic so it has very like narrow concerns yes it has very narrow concerns my district actually outs outplaces to that school okay um it can it brings to my attention i think there might be a clinic attached to it okay. but i'm not really sure there's a lot of different professionals who mm, that's true work there a lot it seems very it seems very much bigger than the current therapeutic setting that i'm in mm. so it's kind of like a combination of it's not apa accredited but it's on the apic website so it's apic accredited but not apa accredited yeah. i i went to their website and like scrolled through the staff and i saw <laughs> a listing for emilio estevez Shut up. <laughs> okay, but hat, can you imagine if he, he if he was there, if he was working there? If he was there, we'd both have to go. So this is a place I feel like I'm going to end up at. So it's up, yeah. it's kind of up to you to make it full circle. Okay, you. this is your destiny, you feel? Um, For next year, yeah. Like I, I feel like right now my like, passion is the therapeutic day setting for sure yeah for sure cool no that's good and that's really good to know and so yeah this but you know what's interesting is where you get a postdoc you can also get a job um and a lot of the formal postdocs don't like immediately say that you'll be offered a job afterwards so mm -hmm. maybe you won't be but some of them some of them can offer you a job afterwards i think that's a great question to ask too um the majority of the informal all of the informal postdocs that i'm applying to i would be off it, i would yeah. just be coming on as a psychologist and eventually be licensed and yeah it would be, just be my job. yeah you'd be an employee yeah mm -hmm. that is that's another thing to consider yeah yeah okay the table is set we'll see how things go We'll try to provide some updates on our job search, and uh, that's that. You know, stay tuned.
Do you want to go first or me? I mean, we know what city it's going to be. Anaheim. Wait, what city is it? What's it again? Oh, Anaheim, yeah. Anaheim. <laughs> I mean, we know what city it's going to be. Wait, what? <laughs> okay, so we're talking Anaheim, California. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Okay, I'm just going to set this up. The Mighty Ducks film starring Emilio Estevez and Josh Joshua Jackson and mm-hmm. a bunch of other Hollywood stars. Um, that came out like in the early to mid 90s. I think it was 1992 that the first one was released. Okay. And this is before there was an NHL hockey team called the Mighty Ducks. So when you said that earlier today, I, w- I didn't know that that was tr- true. I think, I, I think that the NHL team was named after the franchise. The then called Mighty Ducks of Anaheim were directly named for the Mighty Ducks movies. Very popular. Walt Disney Company, which produced the movies and owned the NHL team. So Walt Disney also owned the NHL team, apparently. I didn't know that. Okay. Walt Disney sold the team in 2005, and then the name was shortened to its current state, Anaheim Ducks. Oh, they dropped the Mighty? Yeah. Okay. But they were named after the Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Interesting, right? So, what do you think the weather's like in Anaheim? <laughs> okay. So, Anaheim is essentially like LA, right? It's it's LA. Um, so, Southern California, Los Angeles, um, this time of year, it's still pretty nice, pretty warm. Um, pretty nice. So, I would guess. 75 degrees interesting it's 8 p.m at night and you're guessing 75 okay i'm gonna go with 65 i don't think we've ever had this big of a gap this before. is a big gap this is a big gap i'm not i'm second guessing it but i'm gonna stick to it i'm gonna stick to 75 61 <laughs> oh no <laughs> quack 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 75 degrees <laughs> buckets if it was like 12 p.m i would have guessed 75 but it's yeah, eight. Pro- it was probably like a high of 75 today yeah and then now that the sun's down it's probably yeah. well, actually it was a high of 67 today but 75 on saturday so you're oh, right okay. yeah you're right great all right. That's All right. Feel better. Well, stay tuned to hear about our uh, our lovely job updates. Yep. Mm-hmm.